0: Was my friend Annabelle Yeston introducing the podcast in a much different way? It was just a little clip of a, a nice number she does vocal stylings and ukulele. She's quite remarkable, don't you think? Welcome to the podcast. I am Todd Conklin. I am your host. That is what I'm all about. The, I'm that guy who hosts the podcast. And today's podcast should be relatively interesting because I'm going to play a clip. Um, of the most listened to episode in the entire history of the Pre-Accident Investigation Podcast. And we have kind of a big history. We've got about, oh, 360 episodes or so. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot, as the uh, as the internet cats call it, content. There's a lot of content out there. And you've been a part of it, and I thank you for that. This one, I think, is interesting. And part of the reason I wanted to talk about this one is because I actually think this podcast being the most downloaded podcast of all the podcasts is very curious. In fact, my curiosity on this one is great. I would have never predicted in a billion years, that's a long time, that this podcast would be popular. And not that it's bad or awful or it's it's none of those things. In fact, it seemed to me incredibly normal and incredibly obvious, but it wasn't, and that's very interesting to me. So let me play a clip of the podcast, and we'll kind of take it from there and see what happens, see what you think about the most listened to podcast ever in the history of Pre-Accident podcast. One of the first things you learn as you get older is not everybody agrees with you. And you know what? That's okay. okay. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Pre-Accident Podcast Safety Moment. I am your host for today. I probably was your host last time, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to be your host next time. I'm Todd Conklin. and today we're going to talk about something called differing professional opinion, a DPO. And if you don't have a DPO program in your organization, I guess the first question I'd ask is, well, why? Why don't you have a DPO? Do you have a way for a person to have a differing professional opinion? Can a person tell you that for this moment, this case, this time, this resource, this event, I disagree with the direction you've taken? And if you don't, do you not have it because you don't want that information? Because if you don't want that information, I guess I'd ask, why are you listening to this uh, pre-accident podcast safety moment? But the bigger question would be, is it because you believe knowing less about your operations actually makes you smarter? Because if you believe that, you're wrong. In fact, if you want to look for pain points in an organization, the first place I'd tell you to look, the first place I'd tell you to look is look for conflict. Look for goal conflict, production conflict. Look for places where in fact two systems collide and they create operational anxiety or operational ambiguity. Both those things are pretty important. Kind of big guy talk, but you know what I mean. They create friction, they're hard to do, or they create a moment in time where I have to decide what's the best answer. And the way you learn about these things, in fact, the way you find out about these things is by creating a a system, a structure, a process, if you will, that allows for a differing professional opinion. Now, engineers have been using DPO for a billion years. Many of the organizations that we talk to have DPO systems, but if they don't, they should. And if you don't have one, create a place for a worker to come in and tell you or a space for a worker to come in and tell you where they have a differing idea about what you want to do. I can tell you from my background that if I do an investigation or an event learning, I almost expect to have somebody come up and say, I differ with you, and here's why. And here's what I do with that differing opinion. I look at it carefully, and I present it as a part of the entire package of what we learned. The most important safety tool you have is your ability to learn and understand how work is being done when it's successful. One of the ways you can do that is by building a process that allows you to have a differing professional opinion dpo think about it it's a really good idea that is the safety moment for today as always go out and learn something new have fun and for goodness sakes be safe Oh, I sound so young and innocent, those were the days when life was easy and kicking down the street cost you nothing. A bottle pop was a penny, and they gave you a a half-cent change. Now, I don't want to get too reminiscent because that's not this kind of podcast. I'm curious, and I guess I'm going to ask you a question because that's the way to deal with this curiosity. Why? Why is this podcast the most listened-to episode of all podcasts? And I think I have an answer. And the answer is this idea of having an opposing opinion in your head or in your workplace or in your investigation or in your programming or strategy or safety differently or, or or whatever it is you manage, that idea somehow must seem foreign. And we've built a system. I don't really know why. I mean, we ought to talk about this, but we've built a system where I think the belief is, is we have to create agreement. I see it all the time in organizations. They're almost paralyzed by, well, quite honestly, they're paralyzed by the fact that if they do something, it might be wrong. It might make somebody mad. It might make them angry. And I can tell you with great surety that you have the ability to hold two opposing viewpoints in your head at the same time. You're an amazing, amazing, amazing specimen. You're a human being, and your mind is incredibly powerful. And what you can do is think about things. You're good at thinking about things. And it's okay if somebody disagrees with you. In fact, it's normal if someone disagrees with you. This shouldn't be interesting. It certainly shouldn't be new knowledge. And I don't want to sound angry or preachy. I don't feel that at all. But I do want to tell you that it's okay if somebody disagrees. It's fine. In fact, I would actually suggest being wrong is more interesting than being right. If everybody agrees with you, what happens is is we get this phenomenon that's often called groupthink. And what happens is we sort of agree ourselves into going down the wrong path or the wrong trail or or the different trail, however judgment word you want to use on that. Ultimately, Your job is to actively seek dissenting opinions and ideas and to question everything. Because ultimately the only way you learn and improve is by questioning everything. That's huge. That's it's gigantic. It's very, very important. And I think that's why this differing professional opinion podcast was so popular. It 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 introduces into the lexicon especially at the operator level, that it's okay to push back. It's, 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 it's important to have a, a healthy sense of unease, right? We talk about this all the time, but I guess the question I'd ask you is, have we built systems that can accept opposing viewpoints? Can you submit an investigation or a learning that has an alternative ending? It has your ending and it has somebody else's ending, and they're presented equally. So that leadership and management can look at both sides of this equation. And what happens is, sure, they've got to make a decision, but it makes them smarter. And I find when leadership has better information, leadership makes better decisions. Actively encourage people to step outside of the agreement commitment that we've made. And maybe it feels uncomfortable. I mean, I don't really feel uncomfortable in that, so I guess I'm okay. But part of that is is I understand that agreement's normal, and so it doesn't threaten me. In fact, I grew up in a culture where you really went out and actively seeked um, an alternative viewpoint. And you questioned people, and you said, wow, we're not telling one story. We're telling two stories. And our job is to present both stories as best we can. And then out of that, we can glean and learn and develop and improve and get better. All those things are kind of the same. Sorry. That challenge, in my mind, shouldn't be such a challenge. But I think that's smug of me to say that. And I hate smug. Smug is the – I hate smug. I was at a store the other day, and they were smug. And it made me kind of think, why am I here? Why am I giving you my money if you're smug? So don't be, I don't want to be smug. But what I want to tell you is I think we've built systems where we really have to have the perfect answer before we can move. And that kind of paralysis, that fear of having somebody disagree with us, i I guess I'm here to tell you is it's not that bad. And it doesn't hurt that much. And it actually makes you look at the problem differently. And that gives you more information, which actually gets you to a better outcome. And just possibly, I mean, I know this sounds crazy, but just possibly, you could be wrong. And if you're wrong, then change. (laughs) Turn around and march the other way. Carry a different banner into battle. Whatever it is you need to change, change it that's really important to what we talk about and that i guess is the curiosity this podcast is gigantic but it's also important and i'm not sad it's the most popular podcast i i i think they're all fine i mean pick anyone you want to but i'm kind of pleased to note that what it's introducing into discussions in companies and organizations all around the world is a way to create a space for a professional, polite, intellectual, empirically-based counter-theory. Not an argument, not you're bad and I'm good, not you win and I lose, but a counter-theory, another theory that could potentially be as important as the one you've fallen in love with. This is never more true than in investigations. I mean, it's, I always figure you're one person walking down the hallway, sticking their head in the room and saying, hey, have you thought about this from being completely wrong? That's how investigations work. But it's also true with the way we look at hazards, the way we do work planning, the way we actually manage controls and barriers and safeguards. All of these things fit together nicely to create a relatively compelling story of a need for disagreement. The belief that somehow everyone should agree is attractive, but it's not very realistic. The belief that we can't have two sides to an argument and still work together, that's just ridiculous. And when we polarize one side or the other side, you see it all the time politics, work, families. When we polarize, what happens is we become biased towards our view, and in turn, we become biased against the other view. And that's not very empirical, that's not very intellectual, it's not very smart. What we have to do is be able to hold two thoughts, two countervailing ideas in our head, at the same time. Is it a paradox? Why, yes, it is. But it's one way we can improve. It's one way we can see more. It's one way we can collect more information. It's one way we can get better. And that's important. In fact, that's vital. And that's why I think the safety moment, DPO, Differing Professional Opinions, is the most listened to podcast and it gives me hope and it makes me smile. So that's the podcast for today. What'd you think? It's kind of a macro podcast. It's freaky. It's like science fiction. It's a podcast about a podcast. How about that? Huh? Freaky enough for you. I just wanted to share that. It's something that's on my mind. And uh, and it really was a good opportunity to do that. We're at a more than a half a million downloads, um, way more than a half a million downloads. And so lots of people are listening. Lots of people are tuning in. And I just went and looked. You know, they keep all this data on podcasts. I don't know what you do with it. I mean, you could sell it to advertisers. People always want to advertise, but I sort of got over that. I don't, maybe I'll come back. If some cool company wants to advertise it, I would listen. but. But for now, it's kind of fun to do it just like this. But I, I started looking at it, and I thought, well, here, here, let's look at this. Who who are the stars? And you know the stars are the stars. Tony Mashara, James Barker is a huge star. Um, a bunch of really fun ones are up there, right? But the most listened to podcast was this Goofy podcast, and I thought, well, I'll just do a podcast on that. And so that's what you got. Something to think about, just a little bit of um, information to stick in your ears. That's pretty much the podcast. I'm going to do a favor for you. You don't even know I'm doing it, but it's a big one. I'm going to put the entire uncut, unedited version of Annabelle's song at the end of this podcast. So if you want to hear Annabelle sing the whole song, Annabelle Yeston, my hero. hero, I can't help me. She's really good. That's what I'm trying to say. And in case you're wondering... She is Mark Yeston's daughter. I've known her her whole life. So um, you'll, you'll like this. So it's going to be on the end after we jingle out and do all that fun stuff. But until then, I, I suppose I should close this podcast out. So here we go. Ready? Learn something new every single day. Don't be afraid to learn opposing views to what you learn every single day. Have as much fun as you possibly can. And for goodness sakes, you guys, be safe. Here's Annabelle. <music>